0: Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining the conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we dive into authentic and vulnerable stories with our guests because we believe it's important to have these conversations to learn and grow from one another. So subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. Today, I am chatting with one of my mastermind girls, Lindsay Mitrosilis. Lindsay has made a career out of helping large enterprises with their hiring and organization strategy for the past eight years, and now helps female entrepreneurs grow and scale through hiring strategy and organizational design. So essentially, she's an expert in dealing with and organizing people in high levels of business, which completely parallels to dealing with people in everyday life. Sometimes it can feel hard to get in control of your life, but if you could step back and look at it as if you were the CEO, it's much easier. It could help you make more effective and efficient choices, and it's a really interesting mindset shift. We chat about how to attain work-life balance, the importance of managing relationships in your life, and how to approach a situation when you're dealing with toxic people. Anyways, there's a lot of good stuff in this conversation, so let's get to it. Day life, that skill set of being mindful of the people that you bring into your life and organizing who you allow in, who you keep out, who you put in this position. I feel like there's like a relatability there.
1: I totally agree. I think there's so many parallels with that. It's funny. I was actually on Instagram the other day talking about this. So one of the things that I love telling my clients and my coworkers is you can say no to business. It's okay to be selective. And I think we do the same thing with, you know, certain people in our life. I mean, it's like a typical meme now, right? Like cut the people out that don't serve you, you know, that cause drama, all those things. And I think that we can do the same when it comes to doing business with other people. I use the example, we are looking for a new place and we were meeting with a landlord and my gut reaction was like, this wasn't a good fit. He was kind of late. Things were kind of sloppy in the house and all those different things. And I'm like, you know what? We're going into business with this person. Like there's so many different things in our life that are business transactions that you don't really think about, um, or a transaction. And like, it's totally normal and healthy to draw those boundaries and those lines and, Select who you put into your life, just like you would into your organization.
0: For anybody listening, it's like, okay, if you were for this moment to look at your life like a business, all of a sudden, it's like you can remove yourself from the chaos and the busyness and the everyday go, go, go of it, step outside of it. And let's like sort of use this time to look at life and sort of dissect it that way. And I really want to pick your brain because that's what you do for organizations. Okay, how can we do this for everyday life too? Right. I feel like it's hard to ask for help. And I know a lot of friends who feel like they, they've got to do it all, and it's just like asking for help, they feel guilt or shame doing it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts yeah. sort of around that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So a couple, actually, I have a client I was working with today, and when we initially started, you know, she just felt so overwhelmed in her business same parallel, right? There's so many things we can feel overwhelmed with in our life. And I just told her, you know, let's just step back. Let's look under the hood. Let's, you know, 30,000 foot view, like what are the priorities and what actually aligns with like your values and your mission in your business. But when I would say this to other women as well, like what is aligning with your, your life's purpose is what you're doing really fulfilling you is what you're doing adding value to others and you're feeling aligned with those things. And if not, can you reevaluate and reassess and either hire that thing out or talk with your partner about taking on responsibilities too? You know what I mean? Like there's so many ways that we can shift around certain things and it's totally okay. Like there doesn't need to be any guilt or shame that comes with that. Like you cannot do it all, right? Like we cannot do it all. And that's the one thing I also tell people is pick one thing. And I know we're learning this in our mastermind. It's like, do one thing really, really well. And you, will be the best at that thing. When we've got a million things on our plate and we want to do all the things, we'll never be good at one thing. Figure out what that thing is that you really love and that you're good at.
0: So do you have a process, anything you could recommend like to do to help Mm -hmm. sort of see that you would, to help figure out what's the thing that you're really good at?
1: Mm -hmm. So the one thing I would say is like when I'm working with people in my business um, and my clients, we step back and we look at, okay, what are the core values? So I would tell someone like, what are your values? You know, how do you how do you run your life? What what are those things that you really run your life by and your mission? So we look at the values and the mission. And then how do you operate from there with that as the core? Hmm. And then you can kind of figure out like what your priorities are from there and really be able to take things off your plate you know, for your listeners, you know, I don't know if they're just overwhelmed with like work, maybe they have a side hustle, they've got a relationship or, you know, friends, like there's all these things and you really start, you have to start getting selfish with your time, right? Like you really got to make sure you got to prioritize what's important to you, what's bringing value to your life, where you, you know, service is a core value, you know, where can you serve, but still feel fulfilled, right? And that way, like things will easily start to come off your plate you get a little bit more crystal clear on like what it is that you need to do and what you can put to the side.
0: And I feel like you'd get more energy that way. Like that's almost an energy hack because what you're going to do is something that's actually filling your cup as opposed to like spreading yourself sort of thin, doing all of the things, running like half empty all of the time with everything. It's like choose a few things, keep your cup full, and then you'll be able to serve everybody else a little bit better.
1: Exactly. I remember (laughs) in my – kind of like mid to later 20s before I... Found my husband before I got married. My girlfriends used to give me a hard time because, I, like, on the weekends, like, I really, I slowly stopped going out because I just felt like I wanted to have energy on the weekends to do my workouts and catch up on the things that I wanted to actually do and not spend the time, you know, being hungover or whatever. And they used to make fun of me because, you know, I'd be like that home. I'm like, come over for a glass of wine, and then you girls can go out. I'll be in bed getting my beauty sleep, you know. But it really started to shape that process for me that I'm using now with my clients, really about core values, your mission, figuring out your priorities, and then executing.
0: It is like a business. Like when you (laughs) actually look and you're like, okay, I'm going to be the CEO of my life. I mean, that's empowering Mm -hmm. and even alone. Like Be the CEO of your life because if you don't run your life, someone else will.
1: Absolutely.
0: Other people will take your time. Another thing I know a lot of women struggle with is the two-letter word, the most difficult word in the world, No. It's like, yeah. you know, like it's really because you want to be and do all of the things.
1: Right. You can't do it all. You need the help.
0: And you get way further together. Like when you can start getting people to help, you all collectively move forward and grow.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you think it, if you think about where you want to be in the next five to 10 years, you really have to look at, I mean, I just, I have so many different role models that I, you know, and you know, that I look up to in business, Sarah Blakely being one of them, right. Of Spanx. I love it's her. like, she has this amazing, huge business. And she started as a one man band or one woman band. And now she's got this huge organization. So what do you think the steps are from getting to where she started to where she is now? She had to hire, right? (laughs) Like there's all these things in between where you're building an organization. And so I love, 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 love helping women really work through that. And there is definitely a lot of that emotional attachment that we have to certain things. And so it's a really cool process to see women come through full circle and just feel like they really get to step into what their power is and, and what they really want to do mm. and their mission and purpose in life. Mm. So it's cool to kind of see them go through that process.
0: So how did you get into this line of work? What was your emotional path that sort of got you to be in this space?
1: I'm currently in staffing. I still work full time as I'm building up my business. And it's kind of crazy how I even got into that. I always say that staffing found me. I never went and, you know, was looking for something like this. It's such a crazy business. It's all people business. It's it can be very aggressive. It can be very cutthroat in different aspects. So it's, it can be really tough. But I loved it because I loved working with people and I initially, my path for my business was health coaching. I was health and wellness coach for the last two to three years, built up this brand called the Healthy Curly Blonde. And the first day of our mastermind retreat, just five weeks ago, I had the morning of I had finished my nutrition certification. I was so excited, knew what I wanted to do and walked into this retreat. And within two hours, it completely changed my business because somebody raised their hand and asked, you know, I need to hire a team. What do I do? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can help that person. And it just like was like a switch that went off. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the thing. Like there are female entrepreneurs out there who need to scale and hire and have nowhere to turn on how to do this kind of stuff. There's just really not a lot of information out there. Mm -hmm. And so I thought this was it.
0: Okay. What I really want to highlight and reiterate with that story is your openness, like you were working towards what you love to do and what you were passionate about, but then all of a sudden something happened, a switch went off and you're like, okay, this is it. The unattachment piece, had you let your ego get in the way and be like, Mm -hmm. no, I've been doing this, I'm going to do this and not listen to your heart when you had Mm -hmm. that calling, you would have just kind of kept moving forward. I really honor you for that because that can be very difficult. Like you just finished your certification that day yeah, and then there you are like saying, actually... No,
1: thanks. Yeah, I am. It's funny, because, you know, if if this happened five years ago, there's no way like I I was just like stuffed that feeling down, I would have not pursued, you know, my heart and feeling this way. But I, I remember, well, I was in network marketing earlier this year. And some things had changed for me. And I had built up a pretty big brand, a big following, a good customer base, a team, all those things. And I'm not knocking network marketing at all. But I really had to step away just for certain reasons that were not aligned with me and the company. And it was hard. You know, It was three years I had invested all this money, all this time, all this energy. And I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because I remember hearing a story about a guy who he was like super passionate about something he was doing and he thought he was doing the right thing. And that was really aligned with him. And his grandmother took him aside one day and was like, I feel like you're doing all this work to climb this mountain. And you're going to look back and realize that you're climbed the wrong mountain mm. because she knew him so well. Right. But because she just saw that there was something more for him and that he was working so hard and probably actually wasn't fulfilled. And he turned around and he completely changed his path and i've always kept that in the back of my mind i thought you know what as much as i am passionate about healthy living and body image and all the things that i was like promoting i just thought i love this stuff like i love talking about communication and expectations and organization strategy and hiring like i love that kind of stuff and i know that i can help people so let's give it a go right and I, and i almost you know i would say to somebody who's listening right now too it's almost the same thing if if you're in a relationship and you just Feel in your heart of hearts that it's just not the right relationship for you, but you've already invested 7, 10, 12, 15 years. If you just know that this isn't the right relationship and maybe you're about to take the next step, right? Maybe you're going to get even more serious. Listen to that because it doesn't matter how much time you've invested. Like you still have the rest of your life and you never want to regret that.
0: And that's the thing. If people look at the opportunity cost, it's like there's an attachment to that time. It's like if you think five years is a long time – Look ahead at the rest of your life. Like, yeah. what is 3, 5, even 10, whatever, 20 years, whatever you're in? That is nothing compared to the rest of your life. Like, we've got mm-hmm. today and the rest of our life. And when you create the space, anything can come in and anything could be possible. Mm-hmm. But only you know what's aligned with you. Yeah. No one else on the outside's going to know. It's like, you've got to be able to ask yourself those questions and really be honest with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So even though... That relationship, that job, that thing might not serve you anymore. Like it did serve you for a period of time. It, mm-hmm. You learned from it. You grew. It's not a waste of time because mm-hmm. it got you to where you are. And even for you, that whole path, it brought you yeah. to this mastermind that gave you this epiphany of what your actual life purpose in this moment is. Yeah. And that might change.
1: Yeah. And that could change. But think about how your story is going to serve someone else later. Right. Like it's not for not, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if that's the right saying, right? Like it's, there is a greater purpose to what you're doing, even if it's not just about you, not just about yourself, but there's other people along the way that you're going to serve with every story that you have. Just
0: getting yourself out of the way is like such a big piece in this whole thing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Just think about serving others,
0: serving others. That's some fantastic Mm -hmm. advice. Okay. So question for you, firing someone. I feel like firing someone from the workplace could be equivalent mm. to creating boundaries mm. within your life. Mm-hmm. protecting your energy, um, mm-hmm. maybe demoting someone's position from how much time they <laughs> occupy in your space how yep. do you How do you go about firing someone or demoting them gracefully?
1: Mm, I love that. so I would I always bring it back to your values, your mission, and your priorities in life. And does that person align. And I used to struggle with this personally in my early 20s. Like, I, I was like, oh my God, I would never cut anyone out of my life. Like, I've, I mean, it's happened to me before where I was cut out of someone's life and it was so painful and so hard. And I was like, I would never want to inflict that pain on anyone else unless it was like a stupid boyfriend, right? I didn't care about boyfriends, but like friends, you know. boyfriends don't count. <laughs> ex count yeah, ex boyfriends don't count in this, but just thought like, I want to show grace and love to everyone because we all are coming from different walks of life. But recently that caught up with me where someone was just sucking so much out of my life. And I just had to, I just had to end it. Um, You know, and I will say it's not, it's not easy. It was messy, but I think what it comes down to is you really have to evaluate again, values, mission, priority. Does this person align with those things? And you can have conversations with grace for them, right? Because there's something that they might be going through, but it's okay to have the boundary of listen, I get that like you've got your stuff going on and like praying for you, sister, but I have to have like my boundaries and my space to live my life because your drama is bleeding into <laughs> all the things that I'm doing. And I think there's ways to have those conversations, but I, I will tell you, I'm not good at it and I'm definitely a work in progress. But I think, I think a lot of us, I would say that, especially for women, especially for women, we will gossip about each other. We will talk behind each other's backs. And I don't think any of us actually like to do that. And so I would say back to the vision, the values, the priorities. And if you find that you are talking badly about someone in your life, that's when you've also got to draw the line. Maybe you need to demote them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not them. It's you. Mm-hmm. And you're creating boundaries for yourself because you know that you need that energy to be positive in your life. And if they're sucking that energy or that they're, they're bringing negativity in, you've got to be able to make those clear boundaries, boundaries. Does that make sense?
0: Totally. And looking at it that way, I think it's really going to help people by thinking like your energy, your time comes down to your core values. If it's not aligned, create that space. You will have more energy because if you're not protecting it, someone is Mm going to take it from you.
1: Yes. You have got to be selfish with your time, your energy, who you choose to spend that time with. Like we just don't have, we don't have time, you know, to waste anymore. There's life is so precious. The time we spend is so valuable. You need to be selective with who you surround yourself with.
0: What are three tips you have to feel a bit more organized within your work life sphere?
1: Totally. I love that question because I do feel like so many people now, like nine to five is no longer – a thing, right? You, when you go home from work, you probably take your work home with you. You're thinking about it. You're thinking about meetings and your boss and all the work you've got to do the next day. Like most people are working like seven to seven now. It's just crazy. And so uh, I would say to stay organized, I'm always going to go back to your values and your priorities. But I would say that as an employee, if it's important for you to be like the best employee, you know, like really think about what those things are for you, that will help you Organize your day, your workload, and not only your priorities personally, but what does your boss say are your priorities, right?
0: But both, like it's sort of a mutual thing. It's like there's you as well, not just the work role, because if you just take the work role, you're gonna, your, your bucket's gonna be empty.
1: Yes, yes, 100%. And that's why I would say priorities. You gotta be the priority, you have to be the priority. You being sick, you being tired, you being grouchy, hungry—like none of those things are going to serve you at work, and they're not going to serve your boss and your team mem- team members. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Always number one, yourself. I would, you know, to stay organized, I would think make a list of what the priorities are of the projects that you're working on, and then the three. I would say like the other little things that might be coming down the pipeline that like, you know, you could get ahead on. And and I like, I'm a big fan of setting clear expectations with your manager or if you are a manager with your employee and making sure you're aligned on those things. There's so much, you know, grief and stress and problems that can be eliminated in the workplace by just having like a level set conversation and having them frequently. I wouldn't say having them all the time, but really having like leverage the one-on-one time you can have with your boss to make sure that you're both aligned on what it is you're working on. I've seen this in so many instances in my job where, you know, we've got people working on projects that they think they're supposed to be working on. And when they talk with their boss, they're working on something completely different. Mm. And it creates so much drama, so much stress. And if they just had that conversation and really got aligned on what those things are that they need to work on, instantly things become more organized, less stress. You become a priority, right? Like you've got time in your day to really make sure that you're going out for like 15 minute walks, getting a water break, getting up, having a healthy lunch, you know, like all those things really start to shift and I, the, the word align just keeps coming up, but everything starts to align, you it know, means that
0: gap of communication closes it. And all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, everything's aligned here about toxic people in the workplace and sometimes relationships. So if mm. somebody's listening right now and they have someone that they work with every single day and there's a jarring relationship between them and this coworker, how would you recommend navigating that from their personal standpoint?
1: That is really tough. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a tough thing. I know I've worked with toxic people before and it's it's hard. I will say I just wanna give whoever is out there listening who has to deal with this. It's hard. You know, there's a few things you might be able to do. I, I always fall back on like, what's the relationship like between you and this person Did you get off on a wrong start? Did something happen? Not that you did, but maybe you were shown favor in something. And now this is breeding jealousy from the other person. You know, there's all these, and I always, I always like to think like, what is going on in their life? That's making them such a toxic person. Cause, and, and I don't, want to say that like we're not guilty of contributing there's things that we have that we put off you know into the into the world into the workplace I'm sure but if you know that you're like not a toxic person like you don't have toxic relationships you have a great relationship with your boss your outside relationships like other work relationships it's just really this one person always give them grace there's something going on in their life that you probably don't know about and if you do you know about something that's going on in their personal life you know why they're being toxic so kind of if you can have that mental shift of like have grace have patience with them. Reevaluate, did you guys get off on the wrong foot? Was there something that happened that maybe triggered something for them that they're just acting so toxic? Is there a way that you can change the relationship with them? It could, and again, it's hard. It's hard when someone's and so each nasty at work. situation's going to be different, right? So it's, it's gonna like be hard different. to
0: generalize, but it's like have compassion for, okay, well, are they just showing up with this with you? Is this something that they're mm-hmm. going through? Is it something else? Like a lot of times, and you see this throughout life. It's like someone can do something, and it, so often we take it personally. And it's like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, like what did I do? That person thinks this. That the, you know, like we we tend to do that and get into this pattern of like, oh my god, but they did this to me. You know, right? When really it right. might not have anything to even do with you.
1: I'd say nine and a half times out of ten, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them, their insecurities, their personal issues, and it is hard. But try not to take it so personally because you're giving that person so much power and energy mm-hmm. that it's, it's not worth it. It's just not worth just it. just not worth it. You,
0: so what do you do to maintain balance in your life? Because we're talking about balance in the workplace. What do you do mm-hmm. in your life that helps keep you aligned?
1: I love that. So I, I travel a ton for my corporate job. Yeah. I'm, almost gone, gone almost every week. And that can become very hectic and definitely throw off balance. But I would say for me, it's really important to make sure that I have my morning and evening routine in check, mm-hmm. you know, because those are the things that I know I can control. There's things that go on throughout my day I cannot control. But as I, as long as I have those anchors in the morning and the evening, then I know that like, okay, I still will feel balanced because I'm taking care of my spiritual, mental, Physical health, mm-hmm. every single time. Like I have to make sure I get in some type of work, workout, or movement in the morning. Yep. I do my prayer journal, my meditation, my affirmations, and really just kind of set up, you know, my mind for the day. And just really taking care of like those things because I I don't really think that life is ever truly balanced. You're never truly right in the middle of like everything being perfect. I think we'll go through seasons of that sometimes, but there's. Times are just going to be hectic. And as long as you've got that anchor in the morning and that anchor in the evening or one or the other, you will at least know that the one thing you can control is that and you can come back to your center.
0: So no matter what's happening, it's like you can at least start your day or end your day with those anchors.
1: Mm Mm-hmm no matter what. And I love this. Tony Robbins talks about having a power hour every day. Okay. And he's like, if you can't even put one hour in, if you can't give yourself one hour and 24 hours a day, we've got bigger issues. Like you can, you can dedicate 30 minutes in the morning just to like get your mind right, get a little movement, make sure you've got a healthy breakfast if you're not fasting and you know what I mean? Like just really center yourself to take on the day.
0: And by doing so, you actually create more space and the rest of your day goes smoother. So it's like you'll be, you create so much more time. And that's what I tell people often when they're like, oh, I don't have the time to meditate. Or I don't have the, I want to go to yoga, but I don't have the time. It's like, no, by going and and dedicating that hour, say that power hour, you're actually going to have way more time in the 23 other hours because your decisions will be clearer. You'll be able to execute. You'll be able to sort of be tapped in and tuned in to make more concise decisions.
1: Mm -hmm. And to those people, I would say like, try switching up your language and saying, you know, I don't, I don't have time to, it's not a priority and that's okay. It is totally okay if meditating and yoga is not a priority for you, but if you keep talking about that, you want to do it, like really check yourself. I love
0: that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. It's not a priority. That's actually like taking the power back and coming from a more empowered place.
1: Yes. And again, there's no shame in that. There's yeah. no guilt that needs to be attached to that. It's totally okay. Maybe right now in your life in this season, it's just not a priority. But I would figure out if you really are looking for more balance and you're going to make that a priority. I'd str- I I'd highly suggest at least doing a 30-minute morning routine. And you can start small, right? If if cuz I get this too. People will be like, "Oh my gosh, I see you journaling every day, you know, on Instagram." And I wish I, you know, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, you just got to start five minutes. If you could just take five minutes every morning, just a journal, I promise you it will become a habit. It will become a routine and you won't be able to live without it once you get it going. So if yeah.
0: anybody wants to find you on Instagram or look you up yes. or connect, yeah. or can they do that?
1: They can go to my Instagram, which is lindsay.mitroselies.
0: I'll write it out okay. in the show notes. <laughs> okay, perfect. And then my website is
1: lindsaymitroselies.com.
0: Thanks for tuning in. I want to leave you with a little mantra, so repeat after me. I am the CEO of my life, and I am making empowered decisions. I am the CEO of my life, and I am making empowered decisions. I am the CEO of my life, and I am making empowered decisions. Honestly, even saying that, I can feel my energy elevate, and it feels really, really, really good. So I'll post a link to Lindsay's contact in the show notes. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to her or reach out to myself. And remember to subscribe because each week we dive into another empowering episode with an amazing woman. So until then, keep being you, be beautiful.